this is Kara Foster from First Christian Church, Disciples of Christ in Madisonville, Kentucky, and you're listening to our sermons podcast. And if you want to find out more information, you can connect with us at www.madisonvilledisciples.org or come in person at 1030 College Drive, uh, Madisonville, Kentucky. Subscribe and enjoy these podcasts. So good to hear the sounds of a choir singing together. Our scripture today is from the Gospel of Matthew, beginning in verse 28. I'm going to read 10 verses. After the Sabbath, as the first day of the week was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord, descending from heaven, came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothing white as snow. For fear of him, the guards shook and became like dead men. But the angel said to the women, Do not be afraid. I know what you're looking for. Jesus, who was crucified, he is not here, for he has been raised. As he has said, come see the place where he lay, and then go quickly and tell his disciples he has been raised from the dead, and indeed he's going to go ahead of you, and there you will see him. And this is my message for you. So they left the tomb quickly with fear and great joy, and ran to tell his disciples. And suddenly Jesus met them and said, greetings. And they came to him, took hold of his feet, and worshipped him. And then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. It had been a hasty burial, a rush job to get his body down off the cross. A donated tomb was found. The few willing to go near him took care of everything and quickly got his body in the tomb and the stone rolled in front. It had been a shameful, humiliating, cruel death by execution. The Romans loved crucifixion because in its public, slow, painful death, it was like its own advertisement. This could be you. You could be next. All the crowds are gone. The few willing to take care of getting Jesus' body into this tomb took care of it all. At least now they could give him some dignity in his death. Two Marys, Mary and Mary Magdalene, are headed to the graveyard at the break of dawn. Everything has to stop at the Sabbath, even the work of burying the dead. Why did they go? I wondered that. Why did they go? Did they think they needed to pay some respects to him? Did they think there was something they could do for him? Why did they go? One of the hardest parts I happen to think of any funeral, visitation, service, graveside, I happen to think the hardest part is at the grave. I say this not as a minister, but as someone who has sat in those uncomfortable plastic chairs. And you come to the graveside, and the minister says some words, 
of peace and comfort and you, and you try to listen but it just sort of flies over your head in what feels like a minute someone saying go in peace and then someone gets up and even ushers you to go and to leave and your head knows that you can't stay in the graveyard forever you know this in your head but your heart the women go to the tomb that day because their heart bids them go they need to be near to just go close two women two followers of Jesus both named Mary they go alone at the first hint of light in the day now gone are all those adoring crowds Gone are the caravan of people that used to swarm Jesus. Do you remember the story where the crowds were so thick to get to Jesus that some people busted a hole in a roof to get their friend close to him? The people are gone. The parade is way over. All of them had left them. One of his own betrayed him. Three of them couldn't even stay awake with him while he prayed in the garden, even though he asked them over and over to do that for them. They, they couldn't even give him that. And Peter, who said he would die for Jesus in the end, denied even knowing him three times. Now they'd all run off scared and hid, and it was over. It is the saddest funeral visitation ever. Two women go. Now out of the gospel stories that tell the Easter story, this pivotal story in our faith, I think John's my favorite, but Matthew I have to give points to for being the most dramatic. He describes the earth shaking, the tomb opening up in front of people. Roman guards are passed out in fear, but not the ladies, because they have to be the toughest of the tough to even want to go near the tomb. They're there, and they hear an angel of the Lord tells them, do not be afraid, which I find totally ironic, considering a tomb of a dead guy just opened up in front of them, and they're talking to an angel. But they hear, do not be afraid. Jesus has risen. The God in Jesus Christ has raised Jesus from the dead. And you need to go to Galilee to tell the disciples that Jesus will meet them there. And the women go running off with the news. But why Galilee? Have you ever thought about this? Uh, a minister at, uh, read this week pointed out, really wondered why, why Galilee? Why does Jesus say I'll see you there he could have gone to Jerusalem walked up to Pontius Pilate given him a scare or two he could have gone to the, Ro the Roman imperial palace and walked up to Caesar and say look you think you can silence people like me but I'm back why Galilee well Galilee of course is where it all began it's the heart of his ministry it's where his followers are Jesus appears first to his followers, to those that know him and love him best. And Matthew has this small detail in the text that really caught my eye. He says, the women run with this news in fear and great joy. 
in fear and joy, they go to tell the disciples the news of the risen Lord. And it's funny, you know, people, people like to talk about faith as removing all fear. We even sometimes tell ourselves that. If, I, if my faith is strong enough, then I won't be afraid, then I won't have fear. But according to this story, fear is still there. The God and Jesus Christ who raised Jesus from the dead, they're still afraid. Fear and joy, they go to proclaim the news. It seems to me that the fear wasn't a taken away, it just gave them courage to keep going in spite of the fear, to not let fear stop them. And how many times have you and I let fear have the final say in our lives? And what if those women had been so terrified they just stayed in the graveyard forever? What if the disciples had never had the courage to open the doors and step outside? What if they'd stayed locked away and hiding forever? Church, this is who Jesus is. It's what he does. You know, and I wish I could tell everybody today that life with Jesus will mean you never have a hard day. <laughs> that your precious 16-year-old's car tires will never slip off the road. That your boss will never call you in for a hard conversation. That the test results will never come back bad. But you all know it's not true. Jesus doesn't take away the fear and the suffering. He has offered us a way through it. He has shown us a way through so that fear does not get the last word in our lives. So that we can have courage in spite of the fear. In fear and joy they go with the news that Jesus will meet them. And meet them he does. He shows up first to the women as they make their way to tell the disciples. And then he shows himself to the disciples. And then he goes to Emmaus. And then they show, and he shows himself along the banks of the Sea of Galilee. He keeps revealing himself to unsuspecting people in unsuspecting places. And they proclaim the news. He keeps offering himself to the ones who've let him down. He keeps showing himself to the ones who failed him time and time again. He keeps offering himself to the ones who don't deserve him. And it changed their lives. The experience of Jesus changed their lives. They found joy in spite of the fear. And they would go on to throw open those locked doors and they would go out into the world and they would begin to teach and preach and heal in Christ's name. They would become the church, us, the body of Christ, his hands and feet in the world, to love as he loved, to serve as he served, to be the church. And some of them would be arrested, some of them would be beaten, some of them would even lose their lives, but they would not let fear have the last say. And maybe today that doesn't sound like much. Maybe as you're listening, it sounds like some crazy tale. But the truth is, 
This story was not meant to be explained. It was meant to be lived. And I look at all of you wonderful people surviving on caffeine and Cadbury right about now. You made it here to this place. And I hope not today, but maybe one day there might come a day where you feel like you're in the dark. And maybe there's a day where you are so frightened you're not certain you have courage to face tomorrow. And in those moments, in those hard seasons of our life, people tend to give us lots of advice. In fact, people might tell you that in those times, what you need to do is seek him, to seek his face. It's, it's not bad advice. Frankly, I think it's great advice. But the truth is, if this story's right, then he'll find you. He'll find you. Because Jesus keeps showing up to unsuspecting people in unexpected places, to broken and flawed, hurting and lost, to people who don't deserve him. He keeps showing up. And out of the ashes of our despair, he can work something new. One of my favorite quotes about Easter is a quote from Frederick Buechner who says that resurrection reminds us that the worst thing is never the last thing. There is no pain too big, no hurt so wrong, no grief so maddening that the light of his love can't still break through. And who knows? Who knows, church? Maybe one day you'll find yourself running off to go tell somebody in fear and great joy that Christ is risen. Amen.